Hello, this is Masao, your host for What Else Do You Do? Our guest today is Therese Lance. Hi. Please tell us who you are and what do you do? My name is Therese. I live in Halifax, Nova Scotia, and I am kind of an art generalist for games. I've done a bunch of roles. I've done UI, I've done uh, 3D, and at the moment, I am freelance illustrating mostly. Awesome. So since this podcast is about what you do outside of game development, uh, tell us what your thing is. Uh, My thing is that I have been a punk rock and metal musician for pretty much my entire adult life. That is pretty cool. You'd think so, but, <laughs> you know, it's, I, they're both kind of, I think they're both, uh, both game development and uh, playing rock music have a certain um, glamour that uh, the average person associates to them. But I'm sure, as you well know, when, when you peel back the glamour, it can get, uh, it's, it's got a warty underbelly. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. And I'm sure it's, it's also a lot of work. But oh, yeah. uh, t- uh, so what is it like to work as a as a professional musician and tour and all of that? Um, it's really fun. I mean, obviously, it's fun. Otherwise, I wouldn't do it. And I think it's exposed me to a lot of situations and people and opportunities that I would never have otherwise. Like, I've been kind of a shy, introverted nerd who really likes drawing and playing video games my whole life. So playing music really forced me out of that shell. And I think, like, I think the whole objective of life is to cram as much life into it as possible. And touring definitely does that. Yeah, I could, I could see that. Being able to see a, a lot of, I'm sure you go to a lot of places you wouldn't have gone otherwise. Uh, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> just, I, I didn't mean to just dislike any listeners who might be from Ohio, but I don't know why I would have gone to Ohio other than that. And I've definitely been to um, Delaware. I've definitely been to Delaware. Yeah, I, I've I've gone to neither one of those places and probably will not, as far as I can tell. I mean, Ohio's actually pretty nice. <laughs> I, had, I had a good time in Columbus. Columbus is a good time. Fort Worth, Texas. Yeah, I, I don't I mean, Texas, probably I'll go to Austin at some point because I have friends over there. But yeah, Ohio is kind of, I don't know, it's out of the way, right? I suppose out of the way is really um, relative to where your base of operations are but well yeah. i mean i guess if you're in ohio it's not out of the way <laughs> um so how how did you end up uh transitioning from playing music to working in video games so uh i don't know there's something that happens in your 30s uh when you're touring full-time that i think a lot of people just get sick of it and they're like i want predictability and i want like a steady income and like normal grown-up things like a house and a spouse and a, a job and uh my longtime drummer who i'd been playing with for like 10 years at that point we were actually on tour we were, we were in the middle of a north american tour we were in chicago and a lot of really heartfelt drunk conversations happened in those situations and she was like trez i think i'm kind of done with this life like i want to i just want to be a normal person now i want to be a grown-up now and i was like oh shit Maybe I should think of a grown-up job that I would like to have. And so I sat down and I thought about it. And the most grown-up job I could possibly envision having was game developing. And so, <laughs> so that's what I did. I'm trying to find a balance of the two. Like, there certainly are people who, who can balance the two. But um, games have kind of, they took over and I'm trying, to, I'm trying to sway the balance back the other way. 
Incidentally, this drummer is a nurse, and she has worked with elderly people during the pandemic, so we I'm kind of glad that she made the switch, I guess. Yeah, I mean, definitely contributing to, to society uh, in much more direct way than, I guess, I mean, I don't know, art is important too, right? Yeah, I agree. Um, like a lot of people, I, I found it really touching that a lot of people have said that art has helped get them through this pandemic, like video games in particular, but like music, books, movies, all of it. So I definitely don't want to say that, I, I, I would never say that artists don't have important things to contribute, for sure. But she has like literally saved people's physical lives so it's it, it's true they it's there there's a big difference to like yes this this got me through something and like i didn't stop breathing because of something <laughs> you did exactly both both are needed um so let's see what do you get out of playing music that you don't get from developing games because playing music is loud and it's raw and i just get up in front of a bunch of people and scream and it's cool and it's just like a there's a certain visceral outlet and like urgency and immediacy that like is a wonderful release after being at the desk all week does that answer that question no (laughs) no (laughs) no i think it does i think it does i mean it's it's in many ways very exact opposite of uh, game development right because game development i'm especially you're working freelance, right? So it it can be very uh, solitary activity. Oh yeah, right? oh yeah. Like playing in front of a an audience is, I mean, the exact opposite of a solitary activity, right? I also think that because most game developers, most game developers, got into the field because they love playing video games, right? And so I think it's kind of seductive that this one avenue of human endeavor takes over your entire life. Like it's what you do for jobs and it's what you do for fun and it's your only hobby. And I think that it's in game developers best interest to avoid that and to try to like be as well-rounded as possible. Like just not only for, I think it makes us better game developers, but it also is good for their, our mental health. For sure. And this is one of the things that like, I've never liked the word gamer Oh because, God, like, me either. Go, don't, like, don't call me that, Jesus. Because <laughs> I'm like, well, I play video games, but like, that's not who I am. You know, like I watch TV, but I'm not like a TV watcher, or like, <laughs> you know, like I watch movies, but I'm not a movie watcher. Like, why is games in particular like supposed to be like my identity? I strongly you know? encourage everyone to consider making it one facet among many of their identities. Yeah, and I've definitely seen. Uh, seen this in uh, various different medias, like both like because um, I I'm a big fan of comic books and uh, and anime as well. And when you only consume the media that you produce, like it, everything starts becoming very formulaic because it's going to be very similar to the stuff that's that you're putting out. So yeah, I totally think even just professionally as a as a as a game creator it's really important that you're going out there and looking at and experience things and seeing things that are not video games because like otherwise it's just going to look like every other video game yeah just this this endless self-referential oroboros of the same nerd shit over and over now you got you got to break out of that um so how do you think uh playing music specifically uh impacts your process or your creative output as a video game developer so i'm trying to trying to think of a good succinct answer to this um 
the team at Ubisoft Halifax, they actually made Rocksmith 2014. And when I started there and it got around that I was a musician, everyone was very excited for me to give Rocksmith a shot. Because, you know, oh, cool, a person who can play guitar, uh, playing our guitar teaching learning game. Um, and so, like, I had this big crowd of people excitedly watching me give it a try. I was so bad at it. <laughs> they, they were, they were, you could see, like, them find it all very anticlimactic. Um, Why is with, that? Uh, how, how can you play it professionally and not, not be able to, is it the, is it the context or? They had a, they had a proprietary uh, tablature system. Tablature is, if you're not familiar, oh, okay. it's a, it's like a form of notation that's specific to uh, the guitar. Uh, they had a proprietary version, which is the opposite of the tab I'm used to. So it was like oh, you, just, you just couldn't read what they wanted to, you to do. <laughs> it, it was like trying trying to read like trying to read upside down or in a mirror. Yeah, um, it was a, it was a cool game though. Like man, if you want to learn to play guitar, get Rocksmith 2014. Um, you get to you get to kill zombies by like chugging on like one chord over and over. It's great. But anyway, that is that is pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. Um, Actually, yeah. I actually bought Rocksmith, and I don't think it was 2014. I think it was the first one, and uh, I uh, I I enjoyed playing it. But uh, I had a kid, so <laughs> I don't really have the I didn't really have the time and space to be able to play uh, play the guitar. Didn't didn't want to wake up uh, <laughs> the baby. Eventually, though, so, you'll be able to play. Yeah, it eventually, with, yes. We, you'll be able to play it with your kid, or you can play rock yeah. band and have your kid on the drums and you on the guitar. I actually really love Guitar Hero and uh, those associated games. I know there are some very elitist musicians who are like, "That's lame. Just play real, play real instruments." But all of my friends who are music teachers said they saw a massive uptick in people enrolling for lessons, coinciding with the popularity of those games. Oh, for sure. Like when you when you lower the barrier of entry, it definitely broadens the base, and it's it's generally a good thing for for any medium. Also, whoever picked the soundtracks for for uh, for the Guitar Hero games, amazing. They're, they're so good. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's some days when I'm just sitting around, like, oh, what music do I want to put on? Uh, I really feel like listening to "Carry On My Wayward Son." Wait, I think I just want to listen to the Guitar Hero Two soundtrack. You know what had a really great soundtrack? Brutal Legend. And the funny thing is, I'm not a heavy metal person. Like, I never really listened to heavy metal until I played that game. And holy shit, like, I didn't realize, like, the, like, that there would be so much music that I would actually enjoy. <laughs> I, see, I personally think I can find, I can find a metal subgenre that almost anyone will enjoy. I definitely don't think that everybody needs to like the stuff I like, but. Metal is a really, it's a very diverse field. It, it, it is a big tent, for sure, for sure. I mean, I'm, I'm a, I love rock and roll, and I think, I've, I've, I've figured out that basically the reason I don't like a lot of metal is because I like a swinging bass line, and I think that's, that's an important aspect of rock and roll that has been kind of cut out of uh, a lot of metal genres. Then you, my friend, need to start listening to stoner metal. <laughs> yes, it's true. I, I I do like stoner metal a lot. So that that's what I play, and that's that's mostly like that's my favorite genre to listen to. Is oh, like awesome! Stoner and doom metal. Um, that's that, yeah, that's really cool. I'll, who are, I'll who are your favorite bands? Out, 
Who are my favorite bands? Yeah, what, in, in the stoner metal, stoner rock areas? Just in general. Because you said you general? love rock and roll, so... Ooh, that's a that's a difficult question. Um, well, let's just talk about Stoner Rock because uh, we're talking about Stoner Rock. Uh, Clutch, I love. Uh, uh, Sleep, I let's see. Um, Masao, uh, you're really cool. <laughs> 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 just thought I'd get that out there. Well, thank you. I I try. I try very hard, <laughs> which I guess is not very cool. But uh, um. Uh, but other than that, uh, I, I'd love all kinds of different stuff. I grew up on soul and R and B, so that's really kind of like, and like classic rock. So that's really, you know, the kind of the foundation of my musical taste, but, uh, yeah. yeah so I, soul and like Motown and funk were, were very formative for me as well. And so I think like what my first exposure to metal was Black Sabbath. And I thought this yeah, has Sabbath, that. I mean, this- I don't want to be like, but Sabbath is not a, a metal band in many ways right so like well, they, it's a blues were, rock band like exactly. it's a blues rock band with distortion I, which is why i like you know sabbath well they got that like they got that swing like they got that groove like they, they yeah. make your 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 pelvis move rhythmically which is what which is why i like it and i think that's why like my taste naturally progressed to like the slower and groovier forms of metal oh for sure like compared to like i don't know like speed metal or like slash I'm just like, I don't know. None of that is very appealing to me. Yeah, is fine. Like, it's not. There's, there's classics I appreciate, but it's, it's not what I put on to. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's bad. I mean, there's a lot of like technically impressive metal music that I just can't listen to. With both music and art, I appreciate like the extreme technical chops for what they are, but that to me doesn't define something that I'm into or something that I think is good. For sure. I remember saying um, prior to this interview that, like, I was going to try and stay on track. And <laughs> yeah, we, we are now just talking about <laughs> metal and rock and roll in general. But uh, yeah, um, I guess at some point we need to wrap this up. Um, what should we say? What should we talk about? Oh, what God. How, how do we tie this back into, like, game developers? Let's see. Uh, the question that I took a mighty tangent off and rode in the opposite direction from was uh how does music inform uh game development oh your your game development yes <laughs> okay huh. i mean i think artistically like from a strictly artistic perspective um there's a like the, the the dark aesthetic language like the the visual vocabulary of metal definitely informs uh what i do one of the vo- like and it's great when my coworkers pick up on this, like whenever there's an evil task that needs to, like an evil looking art task that needs to get done. Oh, they always come to me. It's so great. <laughs> like, uh, uh, like an evil wizard or, um, or a la- haunt, haunted, uh, haunted location. Yeah. Or, um, like cursed swords or even I had to do a logo, a logo for a biker gang. And they said that like, they, somebody immediately came over to me and was like, yeah, we need you to make it like evil and scary and skulls. Cause you like all that shit. Right. I'm like, why? Yes, I certainly do. Yeah. That, 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 that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, what is something you would like people to know about playing in band that they wouldn't know unless they did? I think that it, is a weird way to learn a whole bunch of skills that you would never learn otherwise that have served me so well in other areas of my life. I know how to change a tire. 
I know how to Tetris gear into the back of a van. I I could probably change my own oil if I had to. I can read a like I can get around the interstates. <laughs> I can drive. I, I can drive in New York traffic. I really don't like to. I will gladly pass that task off to somebody else. But also, like I learned a lot about like interpersonal communication, like problem solving, diplomacy, like when there's a like in like a angry drunk promoter and i have to somehow talk us into getting paid like those are like it's a lot of real world intense life experience that you wouldn't get otherwise like i know how to budget like i know how to source like stuff for manufacturers like weirdly weirdly it was a really good business education at least if you treat it like a business which i did because i'm a nerd but hey Our, uh, when, when we made money at a show like that, that went into the gas tank. Like that, that didn't get spent on beer, and I, I stand by that. Oh, also, um, I could not think of a better um, networking avenue for game development than being in a band. <laughs> That's a very specific advice. <laughs> yeah, but, but like people are grads are always asking, "What's good networking advice? Uh, like, how, how do I network with people in the game? How do I build?" Like, not network in the sleazy way. Like, how do I build a good, strong, mutual network of people I trust and people who trust me? Just be in a band, man. But I, I, totally, <laughs> I totally agree with you. Um, whenever I do or say anything that has nothing to do with video games, people seem to find that to be much more interesting than whenever I talk about video games. Or, Well, I think we're all just dying to talk about something else once in a while, you know? Yeah. But, uh, I'm, I, I, I'm totally with you. Especially, who, especially here, like the Montreal dev scene is, is really, it's huge. So what ends up happening is that we like, we don't really have to go out of our circle to like have friends because, I mean, there's ten thousand of us working in games, <laughs> so it's like you know, <laughs> you so don't really have to try that hard to go out of it. And what like ends it, up happening is that you all you do is talk about video games. So it's like this insular little village who only only has one interest, and everybody's just probably dying for. But let's see, I'm trying to think of the pe- like I got I got recommended for my job at Ubisoft, and I got my recommended for my last job. I had it in indie by people I met through playing music. So that's uh, and wonderful people who I'm very grateful to. Um, like a bunch of bunch of leads and like higher ups I know at Bioware and stuff are all all metal people. There's so many musicians in game development, actually, that I, I used to jokingly refer to it as a, a retirement plan for <laughs> for metal musicians. Uh, judging from the t-shirts that I see, well, I used to see when I worked in worked at uh, Ubisoft Montreal, I'm definitely not surprised. <laughs> I wonder what the allure is. Like maybe, maybe it's the the promise of never really growing up i don't know i think growing up in, in the conventional sense is uh overrated i think it's also because they're nerds like most <laughs> metalheads are nerds so nerdy holy shit like um it's by far i think the nerdiest musical genre like at least like a, it, as, as a big tent genre like fantasy metal and like viking <laughs> metal and those are genre those are legit genres like i remember playing uh south by southwest once it was like a very extreme like very extreme niche uh metal showcase uh and at the point at the moment um i hadn't like talked or hung out to with any other nerds in a while and i was kind of lonely and i wanted to talk about nerd stuff 
So I just yelled into this like bar full of people in black clothes with spikes. I just yelled, does anyone here play the D&D? And a bunch of people turned around. Yeah, I'm I'm entirely unsurprised. <laughs> ah, is that a uh, have we have we stayed on topic? Um, <laughs> you know what? I th- I think I think I think we did it. I think we're done. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Uh, that was a lot of fun, and uh, I hope uh, we will meet one day in the in the post COVID days. I, as soon as as soon as the pandemic's over, I'll I'll send a bunch of resumes out to Quebec. Well, there's there's certainly jobs. That's that's for sure. Okay. Well, this, yeah, this has been delightful. Well, thank you very much, and uh, have a lovely day. You too. Thank you to Dave Wallace for providing the music for the beginning of the show. Thank you for listening. And until next time, I'm your host, Masao, and have a good week.